All right, let's turn uh, again. We looked at uh, Lamentations chapter 3. Let's turn back there again t- tonight and uh, look at some other verses uh, from that chapter, Lamentations chapter 3, and we'll read verses 46 through 66. So I'll begin reading Lamentations 3, beginning verse 46, says this, All our enemies have opened their mouths against us. Fear and a snare has come upon us, desolation and destruction. Mine eye runneth down with rivers of water for the destruction of the daughter of my people. Mine eye trickleth down and ceaseth not without any intermission. Of course, talking about weeping. Of course, it's written by Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. Verse 50, Till the Lord look down and behold from heaven. Mine eye affecteth mine heart because of all the daughters of my city. Mine enemies chase me sore like a bird without cause. They have cut off my life in the dungeon and cast a stone upon me. Waters flowed over mine head. Then I said, I am cut off. Verse 55, I called upon the name of the Lord out of the low dungeon. Thou hast heard my voice. Hide not thine ear at my breathing, at my cry. Verse 57, Thou drewest near in the day that I called upon thee. Thou sayest, Fear not. O Lord, thou hast pleaded the cause of my soul. Thou hast redeemed my life. O Lord, thou hast seen my wrong. Judge thou my cause. Thou hast seen all their vengeance and all their imaginations against me. Thou hast heard the reproach, O Lord, and all their imaginations against me. The lips of those that rose up against me and their device against me all the day. Behold, they're sitting down and they're rising up. I am their music. They mock me, he says. Verses 64, Render unto them a recompense, O Lord, according to the work of their hands. Give them sorrow of heart, I curse unto them. Persecute and destroy them in anger from under the heavens of the Lord. Lamentations 3, 46 through 66. Let's pray again. Heavenly Father, again, Lord, we praise you and glory in you. And uh, Lord, we thank you for the testimony of Mary. And that, Lord, you said you would bring uh, your child into the world, the Messiah. And uh, Lord, we're thankful that at that a time, Lord, there was a vessel for you to use. Lord, I pray, dear God, though uh, the mission might be different, Lord, we want to be a vessel used of the Lord. We want the Holy Ghost to work in and through our life. Uh, Lord, you know, they ask, Mary, do you know? Do we know? It's a good question for us, how much God wants to work in our life, how much God wants to use us, and uh, what God wants to do, uh, Lord, through us and uh, uh, through us collectively as a church. So, Lord, let us uh, ask ourselves those questions. Again, Lord, we pray tonight for the physical needs that are among our church members. And, Lord, I'm glad that we can uh, pray for one another. And, Lord, we commit these physical needs to you. We commit, uh, Lord, even financial needs uh, that might be here. And, Lord, people that need wisdom and direction for important decisions in their life and things that are going on, dear God, no matter what happens this year, Lord, help us to rest in the faithfulness of God. Thank you for the testimonies that we heard tonight. And that, Lord, uh, since we've got saved, despite uh, the ups and downs of life, uh, dear God, we can still know and have the joy of the Lord. It can still be our strength to carry us on day by day. Again, Lord, if there's somebody here listening that's not saved, even tonight, God, work in that heart and life. And, Lord, our desires above all things is that our beloved Savior would see praise and honor and glory. For it's in his precious name we pray. 
Amen. So as we look at these verses, we see some of the keys to the victorious uh, Christian life that we can live. And of course, a part of that is living consciously. I say that all the time, not just knowing something, but living consciously, right? We want to live consciously aware of things. And one of those is under the ruling presence of Jesus Christ in our life, right? Uh, And, uh, you know, he wants to be near us. The Word of God says in John 15, 4, Jesus said, Abide in me, and I in you. We know we're in Christ, but we want to live with that consciously uh, awareness of that. And so uh, as we uh, look in here, we see that God wants to make his presence real to us. And we know he does that, uh, as we mentioned over and over, his, his, through prayer, his word, and uh, even uh, through troubles. You know, uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 9, Paul was aware of that. He said this, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, Paul says this, most gladly, therefore, would I rather glory in my infirmities, why? That the power of Christ may rest upon me. And our desire as believers should be that the power of Christ would rest upon our lives. And Paul said, hey, whatever it takes for that to happen, whatever it takes for me to live in the conscious awareness of the power of Christ upon my life, that's what I want. And that should be our desire, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That is what matters. And we should say whatever it takes for his power uh, to rest upon us, that is what I want. Right? Of course, we know, again, God's presence by, by prayer, by reading His Word, meditating on His Word. And uh, as we go uh, through trials and things and depending on Him, right, he, he, he reveals Himself and we are aware of His presence. And as we'll see in these verses, when God comes near, right, He wants to come near and uh, remove uh, the fears out of our life. And redeem us. We know he has redeemed us, amen. But he wants to help us through things and again reveal himself that we might live in the conscious awareness of his presence. So, as uh, uh, we look at these verses, uh, the key verses, I think, in this portion is uh, verse 55 again says, right? I called upon thy name, O Lord, out of the low dungeon. You know, Jeremiah was put in a dungeon, and he says in verse 57, Thou drewest near in the day that I called upon thee, and thou sayest, Fear not, because these verses talk about a lot of fears that he had, right? And try to be quick here. I won't read these verses again, but if you go through verses 46 and through verses 54, he mentions a lot of fears that he had, a lot of things that the nation was dealing with, a lot of things that he was dealing with. He says, Lord, we have enemies. Lord, we have enemies. Lord, uh, Right? Well, we can all say that. Lord, we have enemies. We know we do. Lord, we have fear. Lord, we have fear. As we look into this next year, right, uh, 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 you know, we might say, man, I, you know what's going to happen? We have fears. And, and Jeremiah says in these verses, Lord, I'm heartbroken. You might be heartbroken right now, or you, there might be something that we might face this year that would give us a broken, a broken heart. And then he says, Lord, uh, he goes one place, he says, Lord, they want to they wanna kill me. And we know you read that about Jeremiah. They certainly, and why they want to kill him for preaching the truth, 
for giving the word of God. That's why he was in uh, that dungeon. So we see what he's facing. He's facing enemies, right? There's uh, uh, enemies, there's fears. Uh, he's heartbroken about the situation, and he has people wanting to kill him. But what does he say? Hey, despite all that going on, look what happened. I prayed. I called upon the name of the Lord. And what happened? He says, thou drewest near in the day that I called upon me, and thou sayest, fear not. So we see here, right, we can pray. God draws near. He makes us conscious of his presence. And the Lord says here, you know what he wants to do? He says, I want to remove your fear. I want to redeem your life. I want to reveal myself to you and help you to walk in victory. You know, Hebrews 13, 5, of course, we know that verse says this, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things uh, that you have, right? He says, he says that uh, uh, there, but uh, uh, we, we quote that verse a lot. But this verse is there to remind us of the nearness of God, no matter what's going on in our life. He says, I will never. You know, God wants us to know that we can face life and what it brings without fear. Our natural tendency is to fear, but God wants us to know that whatever comes our way this year, we can face it without fear like David did when facing Goliath. Right? The, I'm sure the natural tendency was fear because what was everybody else doing? Everybody else was fearing. Right? They were giving into the natural tendency in a situation like that. But David showed them, hey, sure, the natural tendency is to fear in a situation like that, but we don't have to give in to our natural tendencies because we can depend on supernatural tendencies through the power of God in our life. And that's what David said in 1 Samuel 17. Uh, verses, uh, verse 47, it says, And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And so whatever we face this year, we know the battle is the Lord. And so, you know, we've talked about walking in the fear of God. And when we walk in the fear of God, right, rightly in the biblical context, when we walk in the fear of God, you know what that does? That releases us from all lesser fears that would come in our life and come our way and that we would naturally give into. If we're walking in the fear of the Lord, right, then that will give us the strength to overcome and have victory through all other fears and things we might face in life. We need to know in the toughest hours of life, even in dying, God will be there. God will be there. <laughs> no, of course, a lot of times at funerals we read Psalm 23, and verse 4 says this, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will what? I will fear no evil. In other words, I will have no fear. As I'm walking through this valley of the shadow of death, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> If we have that assurance based on the Word of God that we're not going to have fear at that moment, if we won't fear it then, we do not need to fear it now. We don't need, if we don't need to fear it, because why? Because we already live in the victory of that truth. We can already, whatever it is, we already live in the power of that victory. You know, talking about uh, Sister Sarah, share this with you. I don't think, mind me sharing, I got a, I got a great 
uh, a blessing. And, you know, of course, we got the phone call and, you know, they're calling the family in and they call me down. You know, of course, you know, we don't know anything until we get there. As far as we know, we're thinking, oh, man, is this, you know, what's going on with Sister Sarah? Is this, you know, her time or what's, what's the Lord going to do here? Well, we got down there and uh, came in uh, about the same time Brother Ken did, and we're going up there, and one of her sons was there, and he had been there a while already. And he listened. He shared this testimony about Sister Sarah. Now, here it is. I don't know what she understood as far as, you know, what was going on. Obviously, she understood something because of the way they had been working on her and having to give her blood and all these things. But her son gave this testimony that while all that was going on and they didn't, you know, know if, if this was, you know, the Lord's timing for her or what, that she was in that hospital bed and all them nurses or whoever's in there is working on her. Listen to this. Sister Sarah sets up and she started saying, I guess very loudly, well, I guess <laughs> very loudly, she was saying, I know I'm saved and I know I'm going to heaven. And I was like, man. Oh, I wish I would have seen that, but uh, she, so she said, they said, she, he, he said she said it quite a few times, but here she was. She had that peace. She, in that moment where she didn't know what was going on or who knows, you know, what, you know, she might not have been conscious of what was going on physically, but she was conscious spiritually of the presence and the power of God. She was conscious spiritually of the truth that she has been holding on to all these years. And whatever uh, uh, God uh, would decide at that moment in her life, you know, of course, you know, she, she's uh, still with us, but she gave that testimony before all that she knew she was saved and she knew she was going. That's a wonderful example, right? That, hey, uh, whatever the Lord has for me, I just want people to know I'm saved and I'm living in the victory of that moment despite whatever may be going on in life right now. And that, listen, and God wants us to live like that consciously on a daily basis. And what a wonderful thing that is. And so he says, I had, I had these enemies. I had these fears. Uh, they wanted to put me to death. All this stuff uh, was going on. And then it's in verses uh, 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 58 through uh, uh, 68, he talks about uh, uh, the victory. He says all this. He says, Lord, if you read those verses, 58 through 61, he's Lord, he says, Lord, he says, uh, you know, in verse 55 through 57, I prayed, Lord, you made your presence real and you told me to fear not. And so what did the Lord do when he moved in? Verses 58 through 61 say this. It says, Lord, thou hast pleaded on my behalf. Thou hast redeemed on my behalf. Lord, thou hast seen my wrong. Lord, you saw where I where uh, I made mistakes. Lord, you've seen what they've done. You've seen their vengeance. And Lord, thou hast heard their reproach against me. And so what is he saying in these verses? Lord, I was facing all these things. I prayed and you made yourself real to me. You gave me a conscious awareness of your presence and you told me not to fear. And then you reminded me, Lord, that you've seen it all. You've heard it all, and you were there with me through it all. Lord, you've seen it all, everything that was going on. You heard all that was going on, and Lord, you were there with me through it all. What a wonderful thing 
that is. And so his presence is real, and it's real through his word. God's nearness is made real to us. Of course, we know through the Spirit and through his word, as we read his word, as we meditate on it, he gives us direction for life. He speaks to us about things and gives us that assurance based upon his word. That's why we don't go by feelings. We may not feel like it. You're not supposed to go by feelings, right? Don't feel. Don't try to feel it out. Don't try to figure out. Our job is to faith it out by resting in the truth of the word of God. Isaiah 30, 21 says this, and thine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, right? Behind me, who's there? Goodness and mercy, right? They'll follow me all the days of my life, right? So, and what did they say? The Lord said this, this is the way, walk ye in it, amen? No matter what's going on, as we say before, God has a will in it, and God is there to give you direction. This is the way, walk ye in it, when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. And so, what do we see here? Jeremiah says, I'm facing all these things. I'm facing my enemies. I'm facing my fears. Uh, uh, I got this going on. They're wanting to call me. But he said, Lord, I cried unto you, and you showed up. And you made yourself real to me, and you told me to fear not. So what did Jeremiah do? He says this in verses 64 through 66 as he finishes up. He says, Lord, he, t- he tells the Lord here, he says, listen, uh, I've got all these things I'm concerned about, but Lord, when I prayed, you showed up and you let me know that, hey, when all that was going on, as all this is going on, you're here and you see it all and you hear it all and you're through with me all. So Lord, this is, my, this is what I'm going to do. Verse 64, render unto them a recompense, O Lord, according to the work of their hands. Verse 65, give them. Look at that. Render unto them. Give them sorrow of heart. Lord, give them thy curse unto them. Persecute and destroy them in anger from under the heavens uh, uh, of the Lord. So what does he do here? He says, Lord, render unto them. Give them sorrow. Curse them. Persecute them and destroy them. What is he doing here? He's turning all those things he was concerned about over to God. and says, Lord, you handle this for me. Paul uh, said that Paul uh, uh, did the same thing with his enemies. He didn't try to face them. He said this in 2 Timothy 4, 14. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. He said the Lord reward him according to his works. He didn't try to handle that old coppersmith himself. You know what he did? He turned that man over to the Lord. And what did Jeremiah do when he was facing those enemies, when he was facing those fears? And finally, uh, he, he, uh, he got his eyes off those things, and he was living in the conscious awareness of the presence of the Lord. And what did he do? He turned all those things over to him. He said, Lord, I had all these fears. I had all these concerns. Then I prayed, and you made your presence real and near. And you said, fear not. So, Lord, I turn these fears over to you. I turn these fears over to you. Lord, you render unto them. You, Lord, you render unto them, and you give unto them, and you persecute them, and, and you take care of these things for me. So, really, I want to say this. This morning we talked about turning ourselves over to the Lord. This morning we said we want to begin the new year by turning yourself over to the Lord. But now I want to add to that. We might add also, let us begin the new year by turning our enemies and our fears and our anxieties 
over to the Lord. Just go ahead and all those things that uh, uh, we would think, oh, well, what if this happens? What if that happens? Well, what if this happens? And what if that happens, right? We just go ahead and begin the year by turning those things over to the Lord. So uh, let us uh, do that tonight. That's exactly what Jeremiah did. He said, I had all this going on. And again, verses 55 and 57, and what did I do? I called upon the name, thy name, O Lord. Where? Out of the lowest dungeon. Lord, when I was in that situation, I called, and what happened? Thou drewest near in the day that I called upon thee, and thou sayest, fear not. Hey, I don't know what lies ahead this year, but the Lord already wants to say on day one, fear not. Amen. Just go ahead and turn uh, all those enemies you're worried about, all those fears you're uh, 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 concerned about, just go ahead and turn them over to me on day one. The best thing you can do on day one is turn yourself over to me and all your concerns over to me, amen, and let me handle them on your behalf. And that's how I want to, uh, uh, tonight, I just want to uh, invite uh, everyone that I think would be a good way to start the new year, anybody that wants to come forward and uh, uh, start this first day of the new year of us praying together, and we'll have a few people lead us in prayer and just say, uh, Lord, I, wanna, I just want to begin this new year by, Lord, turning not only myself over to you, but all things over to you. And Lord, on day one, please, this year, Lord, I want to live with a conscious awareness of your presence. And that, Lord, uh, Jeremiah was in a dungeon when he prayed this, but even in that situation, right, you gave him the ability to fear not.